back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley, Matt Mosley Show, Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News, joining us, my longtime buddy and colleague. Calvin, busy times out there. McCarthy was talking, open locker room, cut down day. Thank you for stepping out of the room there to uh, to be with us. I uh, I appreciate it. How is your cut down day uh, going, Calvin? I was going good. I wasn't cut, so I, I, I feel pretty good. <laughs> Calvin, <laughs> I, I'm still employed. <laughs> Calvin, you know, I know. Kind of on the practice squad. <laughs> yeah, in our profession, that is a great thing to uh, to stay employed, <laughs> and you've managed to do that for quite a few years now uh, because you do such a good job. Let me add that. Now, uh, Kelvin right. Joseph. Um, the uh, you know that's an interesting deal because I you know I'm trying to dig in on Noah let's call him the cornerback from Miami and, mm-hmm. and kind of see what he brings but boy Kelvin's one of those stories they thought he'd maybe turn some corners at times thought he could be a special teams type ace and they never could quite get him there um, what do you what are you hearing about this Miami player and what do you think they, I mean do you think Miami's kind of intrigued maybe they can unlock something with Joseph that the Cowboys weren't able to to get out of him. I think the main thing for Joseph, uh, based on what Mike McCarthy said, is when they moved him in slot, inside to the playing, basically playing slot corner, that uh, opened the door for other teams to kind of look at him a little differently. And Joseph was, was played pretty physical during uh, practices and obviously in the preseason. So those opportunities kind of helped him uh, move into the slot. The other thing is with Noah. Noah is a guy that is mainly outside the corner. He's a pretty good kick returner. Mike likes his speed. So one of the main things he has to do is just maybe play some special teams and that kind of thing. So uh, this is like a win-win situation for both of these guys. Uh, Joseph obviously improved his game on special teams. But on the other side of this, uh, Noah is a guy who didn't play as much with Miami. So hopefully he'll get some time here uh, with the Cowboys. All right, and this uh, backup center, you know, I like to concern myself with it. O-line, that's kind of interesting. Uh, You know, who's the emergency center now? Is it Zach Martin? What will they do? Will they be looking out there at the waiver wire? Um, What do you you kind of think about what they did with the O-line and and how it will kind of shape up moving forward? Is that one of the biggest concerns, do you think, for this team with just the depth along that offensive line? Uh, they don't have a backup center right now, but they're going to make some roster gymnastics. Brock Hoffman, Matt Farniak, those are two guys who they mm-hmm. released. Those two guys, most likely, one of those two guys, if not both, will probably come back. They'll get them on the 53, and there's your backup center. But right now, they had to do a lot of different things on the roster. Uh, as you saw, they got 10 defensive linemen. That in itself, played uh, to a log jam at some spots. They went a little heavier. They have four running backs there. They got three quarterbacks. So there's going to be a position or two or a player or two that's going to be left off the uh, the initial 53, but will be brought back at some point. Calvin, looking at Malik Davis, we had a conversation a couple months ago that, that he was vying for the number two spot at running back, and now he's no longer with the organization. What went wrong for him this offseason? I don't think anything went wrong for Malik Davis. I just think it's sports. Um, that's why you have four weeks of training camp and three preseason games. You got to let it play itself out. Um, 
you know, Rico Dow was somebody they liked. Uh, I like Malik Davis, uh, honestly, but I think Rico had a really strong game in the second preseason game in Seattle, and that kind of cemented his role. Uh, Deuce Vaughn wasn't going anywhere. Um, he's, he's more than a gadget guy based on what the, the, the Cowboys coaches are saying. And, you know, Malik just got caught up in the numbers game. Over the last couple of weeks, Mike McCarthy said uh, Hunter Lemke, he was getting better each and every practice. And he had a really strong game against the uh, Las, Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders uh, at AT&T. And so that helped him a little bit as well. So I don't think it was about did Malik do anything wrong. I just think, you know, it was just some guys were just better than him over the course of training camp and, and practices. And, and I was told they want to bring Malik back and put him on the practice squad, and that's a good thing. And plus, and his other thing, Hunter Lipke, he's more of a fullback. So there could be some situations where you use him in short yardage situations. Everyone's worried about Tony Pollard in short yardage situations, but now you got a fullback there to help him get across the line. Cowboys love a good fullback, don't they, Calvin? I mean, if you can they get them a, a fullback. fullback. <laughs> <laughs> they love those fullbacks there, It goes back to Moose, and they've just kind of kept it rolling no matter what the rest of the league is doing. What do you think? You called it in your story a daring move uh, by the Cowboys. I find, you know, this Trey Lansing fascinates me. Um what, what was your initial thought on it? And, and, and what have you kind of thought about it as you've kind of talked to people about him, learned a little bit more about him? How do you think the fit's going to be? And, and what do you think about the move? Do you think it was a pretty smart move uh, by Jerry and the Cowboys? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you get a, a player. Uh, now, you could say that San Francisco, you know, gave up too much draft capital, three first-round picks to Miami to move up to the third pick overall in 2021 to select him. And a lot of people have said that, you know, uh, the 49ers screwed that up. But they also say Trey Lance is a very talented player. He's a guy that's got tremendous upside. He just hasn't played a lot because he was hurt. You know, everyone forgets that he was the week one starter going into the Chicago game last year for the 49ers. And, yeah, they lost that game. And then the next week he started against, uh, I think it was, uh, it was Seattle, as a matter of fact, in the home opener, and he got hurt on a run play. And after that, he just could never get the starting job back. So uh, he probably needs a first start. You know, I, I was surprised at the trade, and, and my initial reaction was it's a statement to Dak Prescott that you need to get your act together, you know. And I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. It's more about you got to take us to the next level. And you got two years up in your contract. You got a high cap number next year, Matt, as you know, the salary cap plays a role in these things. This cap number is like $59 million next year. That number's got to go down. So you will extend them in some way, whether it's by a year or two. And at that point, you, you're looking at Trey Lance and you're saying, okay, Dak's going to be here at least three, maybe four more years. Where will you be in three more years? And the question, and the answer is, if he is progressing, he might be the new QB1 in about three years, maybe two. Calvin, on that, I mean, you, you've already got Cooper Rush who's sitting there. Is this a deal where Trey Lance is your de facto go-to at at the number two behind Dak? Because last year, Cooper Rush obviously won so many games. How do you balance this out? Because Rush still exists. He's still there. There's nothing to balance out. I mean, Trey Lance just got here. So, you know, Cooper Rush is the number two quarterback, and that's not changing anytime soon. Um, with the new NFL rules where you could have a third quarterback, 
that's where Trey Lance comes in, and he's your third quarterback. Now, here's where you find out if Trey Lance is progressing. If, say, we're in late November, say the Thanksgiving Day game, and Trey Lance is now your backup quarterback, you know that there's going to be some change in that quarterback room in 2024. So that's something we're not going to see immediately. That's something that's going to probably happen as the season progresses. All right, and who was the player, Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News, that you were kind of most pleased? Wanye, Thomas, I mean, there's some fun guys that, that made this roster that have some incredible backgrounds and stories. Was there a, a player or two that you really uh, had been tracking and you were really pleased? There's always somebody we kind of like that we're like, oh, man, I'm glad he made it. I'm glad he, I'm glad he got <laughs> through and made it. Is there anybody kind of like that for you? Yeah, it, it's Rico Dow. Um, Rico was a guy I was watching a little bit, and because Malik Davis was, as you guys said, he he was he was progressing, and you know, like Malik was moving up the charts a little bit. And then we get to Seattle, and Rico Dow showed out. And I, and I, I was at that game, and I wrote, "Rico Dow is your number two running back." You know, Deuce is your number three, and then they'll keep three running backs. But then all of a sudden, uh, Hunter Lucky kind of emerged, and and he's he's a fourth running back. So. Uh, I was really I was intrigued by Rico Dow. Uh, he hasn't really played because he's been injured, hip, ankle, various different things. So now it seems as if he will get some carries in the regular season game. So I feel good about that for him. Calvin, defensively, does it feel like there's now an emphasis on the D line with the amount of guys that are still around and less so on linebacker? Yeah, they went kind of light at linebacker, and that's probably probably because they got some safeties that are interchangeable, you know. Uh, now, obviously, they lost uh, our boy Overshawn to the, the twin ACL, but they like Devin Harper. Um, he's a guy that, that they could say, hey, you could play safety and linebacker and that kind of thing. There's a safety, Marquise Bell. That kid emerged last year, the undrafted guy. He can emerge as, emerge as a linebacker. But they went pretty heavy on the D-line, and I was surprised, and I asked McCarthy about that today. And Mike McCarthy was like, yeah, there's just too much talent to let go. They got 10 D linemen there. They got rid of Quentin Bohanna, who was a draft pick a couple of years ago. But, you know, you're going to rotate those guys anyway along the D line. And it wouldn't surprise me that Mozzie Smith, you know, his slow development there as a first round pick kind of forced the Cowboys to say, you know what, we got to go heavy here because he might not play a whole lot until later in the year. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit troubling, isn't it, Calvin, that Mozzie's taken some time and maybe they're not you know, uh, that worried about it, but it's just hard because they expect when you take a player there to plug and play and they absolutely wanted him to be the starter and all of that. And he's just not quite there. I mean, the people you talk to, what is the, is he just, is it still, does he feel kind of developmental? Like they think it's going to come, but for whatever reason, he's just not there quite yet. Yeah, he's just not there, um, which is kind of surprising because, you know, when they draft, Matt, you've been here, when they draft guys, they pump them up like the, they're the next Dick Butkus or the next Jack Tatum or, the, you know, the next Aaron <laughs> Donald. And then you get them on the field and you go, this dude can't play. What, what were they thinking? But Mozzie Smith is the guy they say is a big, strong man. And then I see him in person, and I'm going, okay, he's, just, he's a big guy, but he's not. You know, he's not Mount Rushmore, you know what I'm saying? So uh, <laughs> the biggest thing for him is just, is just adapting to the speed of the game. He's getting off the ball late, and, and, and it's not his fault, but he gets doubled a lot. He's in a position where he's going to face centers and guards 
and they're going to beat his butt up all the time. And that's where they're talking about he's got the strength to handle that. But if he can keep two offensive linemen off him, as you know, Matt, so these linebackers can make some plays, then it's all good. But for right now, uh, it's a slow development for him, and it's kind of surprising. Calvin, the conversation's died down a lot, but it's something I've watched for the last three, four months. That's the kicker position. Now, Brandon Aubrey, 59-yard field goal. He's obviously got the leg. Is that it? Are the Cowboys done? Boom, there's a kicker. Yeah, Brandon Aubrey, uh, local kid here in Dallas. You know, he came out of nowhere in a sense, and the Cowboys gambled, and he has delivered. Uh, they had two guys in, in camp, uh, Vizcaino and Aubrey, and Aubrey beat him out fair and square. The thing that you always see with Aubrey is he's got a strong leg. In that last preseason game, uh, you really saw it. He kicked a long field goal. And that, that's, the, that's the key for him. As long as he can handle the, the mental part of this game, and there's going to be a lot of mental things, especially in week one when you're going up into New York, can he handle that? That's the only issue with him. Outside of that, he's got all the physical tool, tools to possibly be there, the full-time kicker. And, and here's, the, here's the bottom line. They got no choice. Because he's here. He ain't going anywhere. You know, you made me think of, like, the most massive players uh, I've ever seen as far as, like, impressive or whatever. Uh, Leonard Davis, University of Texas. That was – that's a guy you look at and go, he's going to move everybody. You know, if he just – and, you know, he ended up being really good for the Cowboys. He he was – but there's just certain people you see – and uh, you remember when he came over from the Cardinals, Calvin? I mean, that was someone you looked at and you're like, he, uh, Flozell Adams was like that. Just, just, you looked at him and just like, there's no way anybody could ever get around this person. And Leonard and Flozell were like that. And what you're telling me, Mozzie, when you kind of see him in street clothes, isn't striking you, is that guy. No, he, he's not. Uh, it's like even if you look at uh, Tyron Smith and, and Jack Martin, he's a massive human being. And uh, Mozzie's a little shorter than them. And I do believe at some point his, his strength will, will show up on the practice field, will show up on games and that kind of thing. But right now, he's a, he's a young guy. He's going up against grown men. He played in the Big Ten. And, you know, and you would think, hey, you played in the Big Ten, you played against some big boys. Yeah, you did. Now you're playing against Goldman who lift weights six days, six days a week. So we'll figure it out and yeah. find out how about his development as the season progresses. Okay. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it to the open locker room this afternoon. Can't can't get out there. So just um, let me know what happens, Calvin. I uh, I appreciate everything. I appreciate you, Matt. Always a pleasure. And I, uh, by the way, I thought about us uh, recently when you you said something about playing golf with your son. I had flashbacks to a round out there in Arizona. <laughs> I think I lost balls that day. <laughs> Most we weren't really wanting to get into that cactus to get those balls, but my yeah, goodness, cactus, I was a little frustrated. I had to get my title. Yeah, you know, I had to get a, yeah. I bet Toby won. That was. On that, on that, that cactus there. Yeah, <laughs> we we uh, that was that dry heat out there, about one hundred and fifteen, and we were out there in the middle of it, just playing some golf for uh, I think Mavs playoffs. That was, but That's uh, right, Mavs playoffs. Yeah, long time good, ago. But we got we got to play. I'm a lot better now. Only, Ooh, I think I'm 
I think I only lose like five to ten balls a time. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll get out there for sure. Thank you, Calvin. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Matt. Take care, guys. Okay. There he goes. Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News. And that's where we both came up together many, many years ago, beginning circa... I don't know, 2000 or something like that, uh, where we were both at the morning news together. And so good to catch up with him. Now on the beat, back on.